Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello, here I am. It's the Nikki Glaser Podcast. Hello, it's Thursday. Um, if you're this is the first time listening to the show. Um, welcome. If it's not, guys, my kanks are on the mend. I was a little cranky and kanky earlier this week. I developed massive canker sores on my fucking tongue that all started on um, Saturday. I was dining at a restaurant I used to work at in uh, college, college. I don't know why I'm talking very St. Louis today, but I'm in the mood. Because you just um, talked to your mom probably. Yeah, probably that. That. <laughs> Even though she's from Cincinnati originally, but we definitely ad- adapted a St. Louis kind of accent. Um, yeah, so um, I talked to my... It's almost like uh, Fargo, you know? Have you ever seen Fargo, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so my mom... Uh, yeah, so I ate at um, Aladdin Cafe in uh, Lawrence, Kansas. And I took a bite of this, like... I think 
you know, nightshades, I might be allergic to them, even though baba ganoush is my favorite fucking food. And it's made out of eggplant. Anywho, got a, my tongue erupted, like just got big, swelled on the sides. It like gets bumpy and swells when I have an allergic reaction to uh, tomatoes and lectins. <sighs> lectins. And, um, and then I bit the side of my mouth because it's swollen. And then boom, cankers. And then that those cankers just bred more cankies. And um, man, I was just poor little Nikki. I got that Dibacterol, which was like this um, treatment for it that my ortho hooked up for me. So painful. I did it yesterday and like the treatment's so painful. And then afterwards for like five to 10 minutes, it's just stinging so bad that you just, it's the worst pain I've ever felt right up there with migraines, like worst pain. And I'm just crying on the, t like Kirsten was kind of like rubbing my back. I'm just like feeling so sorry for myself. It almost felt good because it gave me a reason to cry, which I want to cry just about being stressed out. And sometimes I can't. So it was nice to just cry and be like, it hurts so bad and no one understands. But canker sores are so painful. And and you, I, I can't do my two favorite things, which are talk and eat. Um, but... Then I wrote my orthodontist again and I said, listen, Dibacterol is not working for me. And uh, and they're getting worse. And I sent her a, a photo that is alarming. The mouth sores, like I sent this photo to so many people, <laughs> like on this thing that I'm doing where cameras are following me. I was like, guys, look at my mouth. Be sad for me. Maybe cancel the shoot. Um, and... They were all like, Jesus Christ. I mean, it is, they were just gigantic white blobs in my, under my tongue. And if you have canker sores, it just like hurts looking at them if you've ever known that pain. Anyway, I wrote to my orthodontist again, sent her a picture, and she was like, Jesus Christ. Okay, I'm going to prescribe you this mouthwash, this other mouthwash, and then another balm. And man, if you get canker sores, the, the mouthwash that really did it for me was an antacid, like Mylanta. That's what she was saying. She was saying, you know, it's maybe try switching around Mylanta. And I was like, I had never heard of that. But she goes, I'm just going to give you a prescription for something like it. Boy, the soothing. It was almost instant where it was just like, oh, my God, the answer. There was like some steroid thing, too, that I took. So, I mean, it was all just like, thank God for mo mama, modern medicine, M&M's. I literally said that yesterday. I go, thank God for, thank God that my local pharmacy has something on their shelf that will take away this pain that radiates through my eardrum in my brain and is making me miserable and making me so not able to be fun, fr friendly, funny, just, and you don't even realize I was just like, wow, I w just wasn't funny yesterday, I guess. I've just been not in a good mood and I thought it was because of, you know, I'm, you know, I told you this, no, I was getting upset about relationships in my life and it was all cranky canky and now they're gone. And today I woke up and I'm so grateful for like, you know, they're still there. There's still a little pain, but man, 95% better than it was. And like, God, what? Like, I have so much appreciation for like not being in chronic pain. And if you are out there in chronic pain, I feel for you so much, so, so much. I like have... All the swells for you. My tongue had all the swells too this weekend and that's why I bit it. But it's just, there's there's nothing like getting well to make you appreciate 
how good life is and how grateful you are and how good you have it for about an hour or two. And then you go back to bitching about, you know, that my Instagram is being slow. Uh, my phone is like, God, the storage is full. <laughs> I've heard so many people complain about their storage being full on their phones recently. Like that's the number one complaint for people in my life. I'm like, our lives are pretty fucking good then. Noah, you said, we, you asked me before we started the podcast, how's your cankers? And then you said, how's your um, soul and mind? And I was like, yeah. oh, we should always do that. We should, uh, like, no, you said S- soul and SBS. brain. Soul, body, brain. Oh, BS, BSB, Backstreet Boys, body, soul, brain. Um, so I love that. Let's check in on, my body is like an, an eight and a half today, but I'm appreciating it like it's a 12. Um, my soul is feeling very good and I'm at a 10 for my soul and my brain is probably like an eight and a half. So I'm, I'm okay. really firing. I'm firing off. I, I'm feeling good. What about you? What, what's your BSB today? Body feels, I would say maybe like a seven, eight soul. I'd say like a four because I realize I have some like unresolved conflicts uh, that I'm just like avoiding and uh, I just got to take care of it. What are you going to do? You without uh, going into detail. I'm not going to go into detail. I have a call with my therapist today, which is good. I didn't have one last week because she was on vacation um mm. and man i needed How it last she? week right yeah, yeah exactly um it is so nice to with that you know you don't have to go into any detail whatsoever but what um did you thought this thing wasn't bothering you anymore or was it a new thing that you never even knew existed and you're like holy shit i've got resentments here was it like that or is it something that you thought was resolved and now is bubbling up where it's do you not, categorize it so okay uh, it's it's two things but I'll I'll talk about one. One of it has to do with my mom and like us not speaking mm-hmm. and I just have to address it. Like I have to figure out a relationship that makes me feel comfortable and also like not guilty and also not like I'm doing something against my will, <laughs> you know? So I'm just so God, it's so complex. I'm so torn up about it. I don't know what I want from that relationship. Um but I definitely don't want to feel what I feel right now, like not speaking to my mother and she's kind of like alone. So it's just yeah. like, uh, it's, it's, it's really tearing me up, to be honest. I hear you. That's got to be so hard because you're hurt. The things you're hurt about, you're probably not going to get the, um, she's not, let me, I'm just going to guess that, you know, when I've been in these situations, you're hurt by someone, um, they're not going to apologize or be accountable for how they've hurt you in the way that you need to actually move on. Or maybe there's no way that they could. Yet they're still alive. They're in pain um, or alone or whatever. You feel a guilt for not being there for them. But you also, like you said, you don't want to just do it because, but she's your mom, Noah. She's blood. Like this whole thing of like, yeah, well someone should have said that to her when she did blah 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 you know i'm i'm paraphrasing or i'm yes. i'm projecting but it's like you know i so often i think back on the uh therapist i had who was pretty terrible to me for a while but and she was the first person to kind of go oh you know your parents you th- you thought they were perfect which is great and it helped you survive and they are so good i'm like 
but they 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 drop the ball some places and 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 maybe in obvious places others not so obvious and I remember she said that I had to mourn the loss of the mom that I wanted to have. And that's not, you know, if my mom watches this, I want her to know that doesn't mean that you're not a great mom. That that means that I, ha- you know, we all have this fairy tale kind of, uh, we imagine our perfect mom and no one's ever going to be that. And so I have to mourn the loss of the mom that I wish would do this thing and ask me about this thing and touch me in this way. And I wish I had the dad that would have done this instead of this. And, you know, and you just go, there's like this um, anger of like, why didn't I get that mom? And you almost have to kill her. Like you have to like, you have to like, um, I remember feeling like my mom, like, died or something like this I had to kill off this person I was waiting for her to become and it was like this really I don't know if anyone's been through it before and I'm sure you have no you've done so much mm-hmm. work but this kind of mourning process of like killing off the expectations and it doesn't make everything perfect overnight but like having no expectations but at the same time my my old therapist wanted me to like cut off things with my mom. If thing, you know, if I if she doesn't do this and change her ways, I have to put a boundary and go, then I don't want to be around you anymore. And that oh. that was her method that she wanted me to employ and I tried it for a little bit and I don't I just didn't want to do that and thank god, like I just um my mom's not perfect. I still get so aggravated with her and it's a different situation than yours, but um and and with my dad as well. And I believe if I ever have kids, they'll deal with the same thing. Well, they'll have to kill off the version of the mom who isn't me. You know, whoever I end up marrying is going to have to kill off the version of the woman that they thought that they were going to marry. And I love to do that to for the man. Like, I'm sure there are things that Avi does that you're like, okay, I wish he didn't do that. Or I wish I could change that. That's why I'm very fascinated in my friends, husbands, and like the people they've chosen to be with forever. Like, but he's not, like, what about when he does something that you're like, why do you do that? (laughs) Like, how do you just not go, I don't, I can't be with someone like this. Like, I just want to cut it off and go, bye. And especially because they're not, I just, I don't know what that is about me that wants to just do what you're probably doing to your mom right now and going like, well, fuck you. If you're not going to change and you don't want to address this, bye. But then there's all the things where you're like, I don't know, Noah. Do you just feel like there's still a relationship to glean from like reaching out to your mom again? Okay, well, that's the thing. The answer to that is no. I don't see having any kind of meaningful relationship with her. But at the same time, I do feel I'm like, there's a pandemic. The whole world seems to be like crumbling apart. And she's she's on her own. Like she she moved to a different state away from all of us. And I, I just don't feel like a good person. I know I get what you're saying, but and me, like, do you ever think about looking at it from like a social worker's perspective? If she was one of your like, she was on your sheet of people you have to check in on, like just a job, not getting, not just yeah. checking in to be like, are you well? Like, are you good? I want to talk to, tell me a story about your life, like checklist to make you feel like you're not alone and having no, cause I think, I mean, I'm, I, I'm guessing 
you've let a lot of the expectations go, it sounds like. Like, you're not yeah. expecting any kind of relationship. But there must be something holding you back from reaching out to her because there must be some kind of feeling that you get after it that makes you feel sad or bad. Yeah, or angry. Yeah. I just don't want to be yeah. an angry person. And um, I think it's just like I have to learn how to manage that relationship, how to set boundaries better, and how to keep the door open as much as I want because she tends to just like barge in. And I don't think it comes from a bad place. I just – I just can't take it and I have to learn how to control how much the door opens. And I think you're hitting it so like, right? Like I want to tell you right now, first of all, you're a good person. And I know that that me telling you that is not going to make you just like go, oh, okay, thanks, Nikki. I'm done feeling that way. But you really are, girl. Like you're, anyone who knows you knows that you're there for your friends and anyone who is loving to you, you're loving to them. And even people who aren't loving, like just strangers. You're just like such a kind person. And if your mom showed you, if your mom deserved your kindness, you would give it to her. Even like, even a little bit. Like the, it says a lot that you are wanting to put up a boundary there. And like people make their own beds, you know? And it's, there's something so sad about living alone and being alone. And they really don't have a choice, you know? with no free will, I do believe like your mom does not have a choice but to be alone. Like she, you go, oh, just make some friends. Like go out and find a hobby and like meet people. It's just like they can't fucking she do can't. it. And they just, it's, it's, it's so sad. It, it's just sad to think of someone that you know just being alone. Just loneliness is sad. Um, but it doesn't mean... You have to sacrifice your own. But the anger thing, dude. It's Nikki. I mean, I had an anger explosion last night that I was just like, did not know how to like even deal with the anger that spouted out of me because I felt in a moment, Andrew and I had a, like a really good talk last night um, right before we went to bed. But it was only spurred by the fact that I like, we were talking about, you know, some drama in our lives and, uh, I misunderstood something that he was saying and I felt like he was kind of saying, I mean, the only reason I hang out with, the only reason we hang out is because you're my boss. Like, otherwise it's, you know, we, we kind of, but it's difficult having a best friend who is of the opposite sex, who is, you know, an attractive person for both of us, for both, uh, you know, and like, the thing is, Brenna's so cool about it. Never has made me feel weird. I've n- there's no reason she should feel weird. Anyone who knows us knows that that's uh, the 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 way our relationship is. But it it seems to be um it's just not something that I think a lot of people can understand or handle. And I am really resentful of the fact that like you know I've been talking about this all week. Like when you get married, you just have to like kiss your one life goodbye. Because it, your your life becomes someone else. And it's not like you kiss it goodbye completely, but it's really hard to integrate the single life, which I'm not out like fucking people every night, but it's like I if I've always said when Andrew and I get partners that we're gonna hang out less, right? Like that just happens because we're both like the reason we hang out so much is because we don't have we're we're pretty much filling that role without the sexual stuff but also we're friends so like if we were just best guy friends 
there, you know, it wouldn't be of discussion if, if Brenna was cool with it or not, which she is, but it wouldn't even, we wouldn't go, wow, she's so cool about you being friends with me. If I was a guy, it wouldn't be of note. And I was just kind of getting frustrated. And we watched Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion last night with Kirsten. And I was like with Kirsten and that movie is so sweet about two adult best friends who live together, two women. And, you know, in the end of the movie, Michelle gets the guy and Romy is just like hanging out with her. And I was like, the whole movie, Andrew kept saying that Kirsten was a Romy and I was a Michelle. And I'm like, secretly, I was like, I've always been, I know I'm a Romy. I'm the girl that doesn't get the guy, but who like has good ideas and is like, come on, Michelle, like, let's do this. And Michelle's just like, okay, let's do it. She's like fun and a little bit more adventurous and like everyone likes her and bubbly. And then in the end, Michelle gets the guy and then Romy's like, can I come along in your helicopter with you? Like Romy doesn't end up with a guy, which I kind of like about that. And they end up like opening a shop together. And I'm like, I want that. And I, I feel like, you know, when I'm pursuing my own relationship and I see, you know, and we talk about Andrew moving out, I'm totally fine with us moving out. I just don't know that we'll hang out as much. And there's a little bit of sadness to me about that. But also... I think where I got really upset was that, you know, he he was saying, like, guys shouldn't even have a big uh, problem with us hanging out because, you know, Brenna's so cool about it. And I probably a lot of my life revolves more around you. I spend more of my time doing what you want to do than you do what I want to do. So a guy that might be threatened by me in your life, if you're if we're talking about you dating men and 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 having conflict when you tell them that you live with your best friend or like you have a best guy friend that you're like work partners with those guys shouldn't be as jealous as Brenna has reason to be because I spend way more time with you doing what you want to do around your schedule than you do with me and I go yeah because you work for me like that would also be like Brenna's so cool that I go to work and I'm like why does Brenna have to give you why do we even have to and the thing is this is not about Bre- Brenna is cool and has never been an issue, but I just took it as like, oh, well, isn't that convenient for you when, you know, maybe, and, and let's not even say Brenna, any girl in your life would ever get threatened by me. You can throw me under the bus and be like, well, I have to, she's my boss. Whereas when a guy gets jealous of you in my life, I go, I want him around because I like him. You know, like I don't have the excuse of like, he's my boss. I got it. Sorry, babe. And it's like, that offended me a little bit because I'm like, I I want I want to be able to be friends with anyone and have them go, no, she's my friend. I like hanging out with her as opposed to, I, I don't even want to, but like I got to make a paycheck. She pays me, and I just felt like it was. Do you under, do you hear what I'm saying? Yeah. <sighs> and I just snapped. I was like, oh, I'm so oh, Brenna's so sweet. To let you go to the, to let you work for me. And like, I, and you're so, thank you so much for hanging out with me. And that I, like, you wouldn't otherwise. And now I, and I, I even said, I go, I know you fucking throw me under the bus if she's a little bit annoyed that you have to go out of town for the weekend. You're not like, I want to. You're just like, well, Nikki needs me there. Like, it's like, Nikki, she's a lot. Like, I know how we talk about our bosses. And listen, I can be a lot, but I just, I don't want, I don't get to use men in my life as an excuse like that. Like, I, I got to put up with Andrew. He's the, I, don't, I don't need to make an excuse. I can just be like, I actually like him a lot, and he makes me laugh. That's why I want him around. And if you have a problem with that, well, then, bye. You know, I have to kind of, like, 
I have to say the harder thing, which is I like someone aside from the fact that they pay me or something. And, you know, that's just the nature of our relationship. And so it just made me feel like, fuck, I doubt he would hang out with me if I didn't give him an opportunity. But I just, I just know that's not true. That's not true. And that's why we talk, we kept talking and then we got to a place where I was like, listen, I know you didn't mean to say that, but it just felt like I'm the, I'm the old like ball and chain that you can just go, God, I don't even, Brenna, I don't want to be with her. I just have to. And it's like, sometimes you do want to hang out with me and that's okay too. That <laughs> you don't need to make it like, I ha- oh, I don't want to. Like you should be able to just go get lunch with me and not because I'm your boss, but because you want to. And I feel like, you know, Men and women can't really be friends because our, you know, if we want to have relationships outside of that, it's just too, it's too threatening. And this, and this is not talking about anyone in our immediate lives. I'm just like kind of examining, you know, I just feel like marriages and relationships feel like a trap and feel like ownership. And I don't want to be owned and I don't want to be, feel like I have to, you know, well, I have to hang out with Andrew because, um, he has this thing I need to pick. He's bringing this thing from the, that I have to get from. It's like, can't we just be like, I like this person and it doesn't mean, I don't know. But I said to Andrew, I go, would you be okay with Brenna having a best friend that's a guy that makes her laugh harder than, uh, like that makes her laugh the hardest she's ever laughed? Would you be okay with that? And he was like, uh, and I go, right? So I'm kind of, it's not a good. It's not a great position to be in. So I got to dump him. But let's get him in here so I can talk to, to him about it. Just kidding. <laughs> and that brings us to just kidding, which we'll talk about in a second. Andrew. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, I'm Dr. Maya Shunker, and I'm a scientist who studies human behavior. Many of us have experienced a moment in our lives that changes everything. A moment that instantly divides our life into a before and an after. On my podcast, A Slight Change of Plans, I talk to people about navigating these very moments. The last couple of years has been the hardest season of our marriage for sure. I'm surprised our marriage survived it. I think we both are. I think we both were barely holding on. Mm. Nothing compares to how hard this is. Their stories are full of candor, awe, and hard-won wisdom. 
And you'll hear from scientists who teach us how we can be more resilient in the face of change. True behavior change is really identity change. Every action you take is a vote for the type of person you wish to become. Listen to A Slight Change of Plans on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ding dong, Las Culturistas calling. iHeart Podcast Awards 2023 Podcast of the Year Las Culturistas with SNL's Bowen Yang and comedian Matt Rogers. There's stuff happening in 2024 that we really need to address. Pop culture and huge guests like the latest episode with Dua Lipa. The more I think about it, the more scared and nervous I get. Listen to the newest episode of Las Culturistas with Dua Lipa and all episodes on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Las Culturistas to start listening. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? Why did the internet choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. Because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame starting May 7th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Glovey. Hey, what's going on? Um, Sweet look. Did Thanks. you like that text I just sent you? Yeah. yeah. Well, at first, I didn't get the video. It's funny when you send the oh video. Oh, my God. You didn't get the video at first, so you were just freaking out? <laughs> Not freaking out, but I was just like, did you get my text? Yeah. So I texted him last night after our go- – I just told them about our talk. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, And I said that after, the t- after we talked – uh, I didn't say this, but I just was like feeling so good. I was just like, oh, that was the best talk. Like we resolved this like really tense moment where I got really angry, like really angry, more angry than I've been in a really long time because I felt like you were saying you only hang out with me because I pay you. No. And that's how I, and it, I misinterpreted it. I mean, if it was more money. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that. yeah, I think it got lost in my mouthlation. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny, like, it would probably be, with my lisp, it's probably better I just text you. <laughs> if you did, like, the the, the voice speak, yeah. it would just be snake emojis. Um, and, like, water splashes. And your phone, you'd have to put your phone in rice. Um, <laughs> no, but... I like ah, that's a knee slap. We had a good uh we had a good uh talk and so I I you know we rarely express um like I was just feeling like a lot of love for you as my friend. I was just like the same way I I say to my girlfriends all the time like God, I love you. Like I was just like I love you. Thank you so much for that. T-. I forget what I said. I said before we went to bed and he didn't write back cuz he it didn't even deliver. I wasn't like <laughs> what the fuck? And then this morning you wrote me back and a really nice thing. But uh, I was driving when I got your text, so I couldn't write back because um, I was already texting someone else. And um, I was reading a book <laughs> as I was on the highway. And yeah, um, and you were in the backseat. <laughs> and uh, and then I also saw my mom this morning, and she kept saying her classic, <sighs> Jessica, 
My mom does this thing, Noah, where she will say something really offensive. She'll be like, <laughs> Nikki, that skirt is too short on you. Just kidding. Like, she'll, or she'll be like, I love the Taliban. Just, just kidding. kidding. <laughs> and she just cuts it with this, JK. Just kidding. And so today I got her to say a just kidding. And I, f- I filmed it. And I didn't even film it knowing that I was going to use it. But that I, br- I wrote back Andrew after he wrote mm-hmm. me back. So he wrote me back in the morning after I'd sent it. We had just gone to bed and I sent the text. So it's like I figured he was going to be still up. But he didn't get it till this morning and he wrote back. And I just wrote back. To be honest, um, I was really upset about your the delay and you getting back to me. And then I let it sit. And then like two <laughs> seconds later, I sent this. Hold on. Let me just play my mom. Wait, do you have it, Noah? I wish you. Put, I got it. Here I wish you posted it on like Instagram because you could just repeat it over and over. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> so then I sent Andrew. It just should kid. be a doll that you like pull the string and just kidding. Julie Glazer Should we doll. make it? If anyone makes dolls out there that can talk, just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> or make us all dolls. That'd be um, great. But um, I send that as, because I hate pranks, and you know that I hate any kind of like, you think this for a second. I wanted to instill, I sent them together, but the yeah. video didn't arrive. Yeah, it's always funny when a video's delayed, when you're trying to uh, set up like the punchline of the joke, and you're just like, fuck. Oh, and it's. And then you can't delete. Or you try to send a, you send a picture, and then you write a caption for it, and it sends, and the. You want the picture to go after it, and you're like, "Fuck, fuck, fuck!" Like cancel because it just. Dude, needs that to happened be. to me when I was dog walking. I, <laughs> I think I told you the story, but Ari sent a picture of his dad in boxers, and I was like, "Yeah." And I zoomed in. I go, "Nice dad's dick," and then oh. I sent it to a dog owner oh. instead of back to the group chat. And it nice took, dad's dick. <laughs> just a zoom in of a dad's dick and boxer and so i tried to like un i was like uh, unsend unsend because oh i could see God. it still working because i was in a basement for a comedy show so i was like oh i have time and then i didn't say anything you know like i didn't you can't write to that hey no. sorry about the dad's dick hey i'm on a chat with my friends and he sent yeah. a picture of his dad's dick and <laughs> nothing and his sounds dad is, good not, uh, there's no explanation i mean so, even even knowing you guys i'm a little confounded at it so that was on the weekend and so then i went in on monday to walk the dogs and i could tell he wouldn't like look me in the eye <laughs> like i felt like a weird vibe from him that i never felt before and i was like hey but you didn't write anything i didn't write anything i just let it sit and because you? i didn't know because i thought i might have deleted it before it got there oh gotcha I thought maybe because is there it was any still... way to stop a text from sending mid send? I don't know. John Gruden would like that. Uh, for an email, I don't know. Okay, I don't know who that is. He's the one that just got fired for writing misogynistic and homophobic. He was a football coach. Oh, I don't know. They went through his private emails. Is this our sports moment? Can we get it over with? No, this isn't. This is oh. emails. They went through his private. This is emails? more of an email thing. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> oh, gotcha. So anyway, so I end up. Going to the guy, I go, hey, man, did you um get a text from me over the weekend? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I got it. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I was like, uh, yeah, the, it was a friend thing. And the dad's dick, like, it was his dad. <laughs> I would just write, listen, I know this is insane, but I, my friend, and, like, I feel like guys yes, understand Yeah, he was a, he's a cool guy. He, yeah. got, he got it. Like, But it Noah. definitely could have gone very awry. Noah, do you have the video that one of our listeners sent of their dog's penis? Did I ever send you that? Yes, you did. 
Do you have it? Because I really want to show Andrew. I've been done. I, I, I cannot believe I've forgotten. I've sit, sat on this for so long. You sat on a I mean, dog's I, dick. I, I couldn't. It would seriously <laughs> come up through my throat. It what is, kind of dog is it? Um, I, I don't. Uh, it's, I mean, some dogs have hogs. Wait, what's the biggest dick you can think of a dog having? Just give me, give me what you think you believe. Because I gotta say, when they this girl wrote in and said my, because I was talking about Luigi's penis yeah. being too big. I mean, they're usually thin for a dog. If it's a thick, thick cock, Dude, it's, it's probably like I a Rottweiler. Or something. Have never seen anything like this. Oh my god, I'm excited. Well, when Noah finds it, we'll we'll watch it. But until then, stay tuned for this dog dick because it's gonna blow your mind. <laughs> Literally. But yeah, I w- I was really um I I we we got through such a good talk last night. That was like a a really uh, mm-hmm. perfect uh, friend uh, 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 conflict. And uh, I just feel like we're at a really good place right now. Yeah. And I and I and I don't you know, whatever, like, uh, like whatever you're doing, like towards me, like, be, put, like, nice. Wa- like, not like I hate to cut wise, Andrew like, off, but I have the dog's dick. Do you want to see yeah, it? Yeah, please do, because that was getting too sincere and I was getting really um, yeah, uncomfortable. I felt like I someone sweating. put a dog's dick in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know, a dog dick. Okay. okay. Noah, are you going to put it up on the screen? Yes, if this thing allows me to. I mean, this is like Bigfoot footage. You like, I can't even. Did the dog sign a consent? I'm feeling a little nervous. Here. I know. I I asked the girl if we could show it, and she said yes. So okay. this is totally consensual. the 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 carpet <laughs> that it was dragging on did not consent to have to be penetrated this way. Wait till what you see. What was the carpet this. wearing? <laughs> Hold on. Where is this dick? <laughs> I'm so like it's. Oh my god! It's not. It's not. It's not gonna let me show it. It's that big. Oh, it won't let you show it. No, if you text it to me, I can just hand it to him. Okay. And I don't think it's gonna fit. I'm gonna have to go get my iPad. It is <laughs> so big, Andrew. It's. Should we put it on the big screen? I mean, we will later. We'll transfer it on there. But um, Maybe yeah. I mean, too it, many gigabytes. It was when this girl sent it to me. I just go, okay, your dog has a big dick. Let me just watch this video, and I. Was well, I tell you all the time, Rottweilers have sex butt to butt. They start doggy style, and then the male Rottweiler will turn around and bang her through his own legs backwards because then he gets more. I guess fr- they do the he- reverse doggy, they do your style, where yeah, they- but they're both doggy butt to butt, butt to butt. That is so weird. I know, but that's how thick and long their cocks are. Oh my god! Wait, do they put it oh, in doggy style and then they step over their own and they twist it around? Oh yeah, I guess I guess that's how it would have to happen. And yeah, n- do- yeah, yeah. Okay, Noah sent it to me. Oh my! I mean, this is unbelievable. I'm like, I I can't wait for you your reaction. Okay. Okay. You have a glove on, by the way. Yeah, golfing golf glove. glove. Okay, let's see this. Oh my god. Oh my God, Andrew! Describe what you're seeing. It's purple. It's a monster. It's How big an is absolute it? monster. It's probably no joke. I mean, the dog isn't a huge dog. No, I'm going with like about a seven inch thick hog, and then he blows himself at the end, which is no, cool. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. What? Yeah, he sucks his own cock. I mean, why? How couldn't you? You're right there. I mean, it's already in his mouth, pretty much. Yeah, it looks like an old, like kind of sheep dog. Dude, 
he's walking like yeah. he's just got off a horse. I mean, maybe he he's ha- maybe he's a quarter horse. I mean, that that is. I I, I would be embarrassed to walk that dog around. Yeah, I, it was especially just... I'd be embarrassed to be her husband. <laughs> I couldn't fucking live with that dog in the house. I'd have to neuter everything. <laughs> I'd neuter his penis and leave the balls. I'll tell you that. I mean, <laughs> every morning I'd wake up and be like, "Are you fucking serious?" So we're back to a good place. Yes, yes. Yeah. We were in a good place last night. It was all good. Yeah. It was all gravy. It was all gravy. I was just, yeah. It's just, I'm I'm really just struggling with just having Kirsten come back and hang out so much. I love it so much. And I just get so sad when she leaves. And I blame, like, monogamy for it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I just blame... Like, you blame that she's I married. Blame this, I blame the only friends I hang out with are single girls. Like once my friends get in relationships and like get married, it's just like, I know I've brought this up all this week, but it just, why does it have to be that? Why can't we all live but in here's communal the thing. If you like, If you got cults. in a very serious relationship, you might end up doing the same shit. I want to so. stay friends with everyone. That's why I won't get in a relationship because I don't want, I don't like that when, when it starts yeah. to be like, no, now it's just us, and mm-hmm. we're creating our own new thing. Like, I want to take all of our friends with us. I can't, I don't want to say goodbye to this life. And I, but I don't have to. That's the thing. I was just like, oh, I have a satisfying sex life. We were even talking about, you know, if I was in a long distance relationship or if I was with someone and we couldn't be together all the time because of my schedule or their schedule, how many times I would need to see that person a month. Mm-hmm. For inter- intercourse, honestly, <laughs> twice a week on Av would be great to have sexual intercourse and hang out with that person. I don't need more than that. I think I could sustain a relationship where we see each other two days a week, and then some days, you know, obviously have weeks where we, we're together. But I generally think that's a good. And I don't mind if they hooked up a little bit with that. With we'll like, apply that me. to your friendships. With Kirsten, you get three solid, amazing friendship days. You almost get her a hundred percent exclusively, yeah. Rather than a little bit here and there, if if you lived in the same town, right. you might not see. You know, you, when we live in New York or whatever, we I see friends all the time. Eh. No, I was, dude. I was. If you went to the olive tree, I guess. No, I was meeting up with Lena and Elna and Anya every yeah. night. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, I you guess know, you saw Sarah- your friends more. To Andrew's point, Esther Perel talks about this, and you can't have your partner be your everything, your emotional no. support, yes. your and that's what I think people golf do. partner. Yeah, exactly. So imagine how much richer your partnership with whoever you choose to be in a, in a you know sexual relationship with, and all that. How much richer it would be if you did have friends who fulfilled the things that your partner couldn't really fulfill. Yeah, and then and and to go back to your point, Noah, of you know, kind of, or the thing we were talking about before about like mourning the loss of the moms we wanted or the partners we wanted, and like, yes, it would be amazing to have a partner who just checks every fucking box, and so you don't need anyone else. It just doesn't exist, and so you know, there's gonna be. I might end up with someone who isn't funny, let's say. But like, okay, I have funny friends. It seems absurd that I would be with someone who isn't funny, would want a romantic relationship with someone who isn't funny. But I also have friends who aren't funny that give me other things that I don't I don't expect them to be funny, mm-hmm. you know? Or, you know, there's some things that I think are just deal breakers. Like, I need a guy who fucking, you know, goes down on me. But you can have, like, your friends for that. 
<laughs> in a funny way. I like, mean, yeah. well, think about like uh, what's her name, Alana Glazer. Like yes. she married like a scientist who she like met on a train who like. Is the antithesis of what you would think yeah, of. Yeah, I gotta take more trains, sounds like. Well, these planes ain't getting me. Nah, these planes. <laughs> no, no, you would think, like, I don't know. I mean, I think, like, yeah, you find someone that, that they don't have to fulfill everything. I just I think, think at I the end of the day. that. For me, I just want someone that can get along with everyone. Like, that's me the too. number one. For anything. Easy going. Easy going. Not someone that you have to worry about when you bring them to something. Yes. Because you know what? I am I can offer that too. Like I love when I've been in relationships and I've been brought into like a kind of high stress, I don't know anyone situation where they know everyone. And they say to me afterwards, and I've gotten this compliment a couple of times, I never had to worry about you being like, oh, I got to go make sure she's okay and not mm-hmm. like feeling alone. Even if I am feeling alone, I can just sit there alone. I'm okay. Like- I love that I can offer people that, that I'm self-assured enough. And I wasn't always like that. I would have been like, why are you leaving me? Like, you didn't talk to me at all. It's like, now I can really be secure enough in those settings and, and, and give that gift to someone who, you know, has to do a lot of heavy lifting around family and friends or whatever. And also, even if I am feeling left out, they know that I'm not going to be like pouty later. Yes. And be like, because uh, I've done that before too, of just being like, yeah, it was fine. It was fine. And mm-hmm. just like, well... Yeah, and and they they might leave you alone, and they know you're okay, but they know that you're gonna have resentment about it. Like I can truly now let go of that, I think, and realize going into a situation, this isn't the Nikki show. Like you can have that when you get home. He's not gonna be doting on you all the time. You can't if you want that. You got, you're asking for a pushover, and you don't. You're not attracted to men that are like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that's kind of something I've had to. And I think, like, with that, with. it depends on, like, how, well, obviously with COVID now, but, like. There's nothing worse than being worried about someone else. Oh, at, like, a party? At a party. Yeah, yeah. When you bring yeah. someone in, you're, like, having to, like, just make sure that they're not feeling awkward or. And I, listen, I, but that's, but saying that, I also want to say, Noah, if you ever go to something with me, like an event where you feel awkward and I go, no, I got you. I like that. But, like, a yes. partner that you're just, like, you can do this. Mm-hmm. It's not as big of a deal as you're making it. I'm not disrespecting you by leaving you over there. I want you to come along, but if you want to go over there, I'm going to leave you there and know that you're going to yeah. be okay. I'm going to be by the shrimp cocktail party yeah. over there eating some shrimp. You go hang out with people. I'll be fine. I'll be with the shrimp. But I also love someone who is willing to admit that they're scared going into a social situation and yeah. is going to say, hey, listen, this is what I need from you. And I'll go, oh, my God, thank you for like, this is what I can give you. Let's compromise. Yes, there's a difference between here are my fears and I don't want to go because, dude, I fucking hate talking to people and I hate this and I hate just using the word hate all the time as opposed to like, oh, no, I'm just scared. Like, there's a difference between those two things. Yeah. And you know, I mean, look, I get it. Some it's social so interactions, some social parties are the fucking worst. And you don't know anyone there. And you feel like you're out in left field. So you want to feel attended to by your significant other because you're so uncomfortable. But, like, there's a way to just be like, flow. Let's all just <laughs> flow. But then it's interesting because then on the other end of that is like, yeah, let's just fucking flow. Let's fucking... Eat acid at the party, dude, whatever. And it's like, whoa, whoa, that's too much flow. Yeah, you drink, they they drink a little too much. They get to be, they're they're taking chances on the dance floor that you're like, I don't think that you'll want to see the still photo of that later on. Yeah, there's, you just want someone, 
and I think this comes back to the best relationships are ones where each individual would be fine without the other person. You're not dependent mm. in any way. Like, that's what my old abusive therapist used to say. And I really do believe that was the <laughs> one nugget I got from her, aside from the fact that I'm not a beauty and that's okay, is that w the best relationship is one that you can live without, with or without, and you'll be fine. Like, the way Cher describes men. She's like, I think they're a luxury. They're not a necessity. I, it, my life is good. I might get a nice Bentley, but I don't need a Bentley to get around. Like, I feel for the first time ever that, um, and that's why Cher dated Dev David Geffen for 18 months in the fucking 70s. David Geffen was gay. Yeah. For 18 months, he was in a, a love affair with Cher. They were the most in love he's ever been. They were deeply in love, lived together. It came out of nowhere. He The first woman he'd ever been attracted to. And, um, and I just am like, oh, that's why Cher was just like, this guy actually adds to my life. Come along. I don't even care if you're gay before. Like, I just want you around. And until you, until I fall in love with, um, who did she fall in love with? The one, guy that died? Uh, uh, that, what are those brothers? The, not Doobie brothers, the uh, Allen brothers, the, uh, Allen Parson or the, mm. some, one of those brother yeah. bands. She fell in love with one of those, Greg Allman, Allman Brothers. Oh, Allman Brothers. She fell in love with Greg Allman and kicked uh, old Geffen to the curb. But I just like that because she, ever since I heard her, she said so many great things of like, mom, I am, like, I just want you to marry a rich man. Mom, I am a rich man. And like, the men are a luxury. That She goes, I love men. They're like dessert. I love dessert. Do I have it? Do I need dessert? No, but uh, it's nice to have sometimes. Like, and that's not insulting men of like, you're not shit. We don't need you. It's like, no, you like you would make my life better. But if I don't have you, I can still be okay. Yeah, it's like women for me are just a hole in the wall. Yes. With hair. In the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Although I do sometimes when I'm in a physical relationship, I miss masturbating. I miss like having yeah. a little quiet orgasm by myself in bed, like laying like a uh, in a sarcophagus. <laughs> But why can't you have that in a relationship? Oh, because if you live with someone, because I will, I'll have to suck a dick. Like I have to like yeah. service someone, which I like doing as well. But, but what about sometimes I just want like, to service myself. When you have like two days off from that person, do you feel like okay, it's time to masturbate, or you're like okay, no. I'm kind of tired now. I don't even feel sexual. No, sometimes I just yeah. Sometimes I'm like oh no, I just came a couple times the other day, so I don't need to. But there are sometimes where I'm like. I just, I want to see what kink.com has out. Like they put out some new videos probably and they've been making more videos steering towards my preferences because I think they're learning that, you know, gangbangs should be supportive. Well, they see your Poshmark purchases. Yeah, they, they know what's up. And they connect Oh God, I've, yeah, I have a couple bondage pieces <laughs> saved on there. Uh, okay, let's get to the news. The news. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Yeah, you heard it here first. Hey. Happy Thursday, folks. It is Thursday, so we all know what that means. It is Thursday. Oof. Hope you're having all the swells out there. Nikki is... I just got a canker sore burn in my ear. It's like coming Whoa. up through my ear. It's fine. Canker I'm being ear? a little bit of a baby. No, you're not. Yeah, I'm you are. I'm a little sicky baby. Oh, you... Oh, what do you want, your bottle? It's called the sick roll in psychology. Remember yeah, last night when you told... We confirmed that we would both be really good psychologists, and then you said that there was math involved. Yeah, I don't know what kind of math, but I we remember both we're out. I remember I took one psychology class in college that I cheated every time on. Yeah, and I think I actually was given the final. I think I said my grandma died again, and uh, she ate like an older new banana or something, and then like she had hamper, and then like you know, 
No, but like, so, but they You're gave me. I got to take the test by myself, and I snuck in notes, Even and I with, still failed the test with the information in front of me. I think the the numbers that you saw that the math was just the time of the class that you. That's true. Should have showed up for. I didn't know what time it was. Okay, a house where oh have all the swells. Okay, a house when teen violently murder. Oh, a house where. Teen violently murdered his mom and sisters. Features chilling Halloween display 20 years after the killings. Okay. Well, that's awful. Yeah. So John Sisling. 20 years ago. Beat his mother and teen sister with a baseball bat. Uh-huh. Um, oh, God. Uh, I awful. guess it's the sports moment. And stabbed <sighs> them. <laughs> that's so fucking funny. Fuck, dude. <laughs> Okay. And stabbed him with a kitchen knife before he plunged a blade into his distraught six-year-old sister's throat. Okay. I mean... That's a tough We don't need to hear distraught. (laughs) I'm guessing she was distraught. His calm and placid six-year-old sister who just watched her mother get beaten with a bat. I mean... This uh, specifics makes things so much worse. <laughs> and um, they don't know what she was at the time. They don't know if she was distraught. They're adding things yeah, to this make is it before more... baby cam and like TikTok where she filmed it. Yeah. Um, oh, there are three gravestones around. Oh, so nowadays. So there's... the people that live there now are paying homage to the murders Here's by the decorating it for Halloween. It was their family's home. They've lived in it. They rented to this family where the killings happened. So it was there. It was like an. It was Arab- theirs to begin with. Yeah. So it was like an, a weird. That doesn't make it better. I mean, I think the 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 sad thing here is is that um, th- now this is. So now they have three gravestones. It's surrounded by police tape. There's evidence marker of a baseball bat on the porch, which is no. a little much. The front door has silhouettes on the glass with "Help us" written in dripping red paint. No. Handprints no, no, no. on the front windows. <laughs> the woman who grew up in the house. Okay, so this is the what, thing. What, I read okay, the article. Yeah, what is the thing? Because this is not. This house is well known for these killings, yes. right? And so constantly, they live in the house now. Constantly, people will drive by and yell, oh, th- uh, John killed the girl, whatever, you know? Yeah. So this woman that owns it is like, I'm aware what happened here. Home run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, Grand yeah, I Slam. Think it, it was a triple because three died. Mm. But uh, baseball. Uh, she wants to go. I'm aware what happened here. We know Leaning what happened here. It. She leaned into it to show like we're I okay with it. I think the fact that a child died makes it like not okay. And I and I hate to be that person that's like, well, it's fine if it's adult. Like having these caveats of like cancel culture or whatever. I don't. I just think it's. It's so fucking tragic, especially yes. since the six-year-old was distraught. I didn't know that until yeah, now. Yeah, she was distraught. That, um, <laughs> no, it, I mean, it's just, uh, it just is tacky and, yeah. and, and insensitive. What did you think of, this kind of reminds me of the backlash that Kim Kardashian is getting for the OJ joke. Oh. Because she said, I can take a stab at it. And she said, you know, he was the first black man I met. Let me, a stab in the dark. Something, what other yeah. joke she made? Something about him being distraught. No, I, I don't think he was. He was <laughs> he was calm stra- as a he was straught if anyone. Yeah, anything. he was straught. He was a straught man. Um, um, no, I think. Well, I think I don't know. Time. Your glove that you're wearing looks shittier than the Bruno Mali gloves found at the crime scene. Look, it does fit, so I so can't quit. I want to quit this podcasting podcast. with you. Um, <laughs> wait a second. I really think that uh, there is uh, something about like murders where you're just like. God, when 
I just think when there are children involved, we don't we don't need to like the the baseball bat on the. It's just it's too much. It's so sad. And it makes it almost but like... But everyone else can joke about it, but then if you're close to it, you can't joke. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's been thousands yeah. of OJ jokes. But because oh, she Oh, no, the knew. OJ jokes, it's like, listen, if I ever get stabbed, if I ever die tragically and the murder is just like so horrible, so um, brutal, the, the so sad, I'm distraught, I'm six, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm okay with jokes being made about it. Because that's how you deal with pain. That's what I'm saying. So yeah, but if you're close to it, that, I guess that's a more of a neck problem. wound laceration. You can't. That a joke ain't gonna solve that kind of pain. But yes, that is how people. I I hope people make jokes about whatever kind of befalls me in the end. You know, um, I, I remember uh, Sarah Silverman did a joke at one of the roasts about Jennifer Love Hewitt, and she said that. You know, Jennifer Love Hewitt, your Jennifer Love Hewitt is here. Ugh. Hi, doll. Is, people call you a, a young Audrey Hepburn. Do you, is that weird to you that uh, knowing you're going to die of colon cancer? Mm. Because Audrey Hepburn died of colon cancer. Oh, gotcha. And Fuck. I remember that getting a lot of, um, <laughs> oh, it's just like. It, she didn't kill her. She's yes. just acknowledging she died. But the word cancer, people are like, my great uncle died of cancer. But when Sarah says it, cancer, it yes. sounds cute. Yeah, it, sounds it is cute. really fun to talk like her because it's like, it just makes things like, like uh, just more cute yeah, and fun, silly and fun and silly and like it my is, dad died of cancer too. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. No, anyway. but I, no, I just think it's interesting that, like, with Kim, Kim was close to it, so that's her joke to make, I think. Her dad died of cancer, actually, or heart Oh, yeah. yeah, cancer. Cancer. And then, cancer. And then, cancer. Um, this woman, it's her house, she should be able to make the joke. Like, if anyone can make the joke, she should be able to make the joke. Mm. But oh. I also think, like, it's interesting when, like, People put up scary decorations, but when there's a true story behind it, it adds so much more. Would weight. you rather someone stab you or be with a baseball bat to kill you? I just wanted you to like pick your well, I've been, weapon. I've I been stabbed. Okay, and so you know what that feels like. I don't yet, though. So I want to just see what it would feel like to it stab. Depends you. where you're. It, it all depends <laughs> on where you're stabbed and where. The, Thanks, Noah. Where the baseball? Wait, what did you say? Wait, okay. So let me just say, let me offer you some choices of okay. death. Okay, all right. Thanks. Uh, so I, let's say you have to be put to death, right? Yeah. Gallows. What's the gallows again? Head chopped off? No. Uh, keep guessing. Uh, um, Vincent Gallo. Hung. He stabs you. No. Uh, yes, hung. Okay. So hung. hung. Um, uh, firing squad. Okay. Um. Uh, um, uh, lethal injection. Okay. So we're going by like, the, uh, or um, electric chair. Uh, ele let's throw it in, but you're not going to choose that one. Who's who's the fuck's going to choose that? Or um, uh, um, uh, getting hit by a set, uh, jump jumping off a building. Okay. Like a tall building, Baseball or bat. um, a semi truck running you over at like sixty miles an hour. Baseball bat. Uh, I I don't think no one's gonna t pick baseball bat. In okay. this. I mean we've we've th those would be far. I mean more I think it's, I think it's pretty easy there. Lethal injection. I really? Mean, yeah. I I've heard lethal injection is really painful. 
Oh. I think I don't think it's like that humane. I would probably go firing range for you. Oh, for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would do firing range for myself too. But here's the thing. It depends where they're shooting you. That's all like it's... Well, I mean, I would say please aim for my head. I give a firing range. This is very grim. The I'm reason why I wouldn't this. do it for you Thanks. is because I wouldn't know that I... I'm twitchy, and it might miss it and hit my jaw. No, I just if I did it with like six other guys, I'd be upset that I don't know if I'm the one that That's why you. they do it, you know, so they don't know who <laughs> did it. You want to know, you want to know... Yeah, I want to know I gave that you that you were last the one. shot. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get to the next story. <laughs> Halloween, that's a good Halloween segment. That was right a really good Halloween segment. Sorry for the gruesome nature of it, but... Yeah, if you're you know, triggered, we went there. go to that And honestly, I, I just have one thing to say. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> can, can we send that to Noah and have her... I did, oh, I did, God. I did. Um, Black Mirror's killer robot dog... Grows huge penis. No, that's just funny uh, to think of a robot dog with a giant cock. Uh, became a reality. Terrifying four-legged robot dog with a sniper rifle. I never saw the Black Mirror episode they're referencing, but okay. On its back was unveiled at a trade show. Unveiled. Yeah. Unveiled. <laughs> I wish the lambs would be unveiled. Uh, um, okay, so there was a... Why are people making I don't murderous know. robots when we are so close to the robots being like... Just turning their heads, being like, I am smarter than you now. Yeah, Bow but you to have me, a, a Roomba. Civilian. A Roomba. My Roomba would never hurt me. Well, then they're going to say the robot dog would never hurt you. I mean, if you put. But I'm a, not striking, strapping a rifle to my Roomba's back. Maybe we should and sell it. That'd be pretty badass. God, if one day my Roomba was just like, nom, 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 and then it just slowly was like, yeah. Nikki, time to die. And it just like started like vacuuming Ugh. over my feet. And I'd be like, Roomba, this is fucking ridiculous. What are you even doing? Get back to that dust. Getting rid of Bunyan. Trying to eradicate Bunyan. <laughs> it would be Roomba, funny if we stop. just... We should... <laughs> Roomba, no! And then it just like rolls over me and I get sucked into it. And like it just climbs over that would be like a horror movie where a Roomba just is like rah, 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 and I'm like no and it's like my leg and it's yeah. just crawling up my leg and then it just like makes me all bloodied so then I bleed out and then it cleans it up yeah and then it goes like meh, meh, meh. it's a perfect crime <laughs> now cleaning Roomba <laughs> and then Luigi high fives it hey look this is a little dark no, I'm just okay. Uh, uh, what's, no, what's the next news wait, story? But I love that they call this thing a, a dog to like oh, give yeah, it that's like it's kind of like Sarah Silverman saying cancer. It's like it's just a dog. It's just a can... murderous little dog <laughs> puppy dog. It's just a robot that's gonna destroy us all. But it looks it's so cute. Dog. Yeah, yeah, it's a little dog. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So we're probably gonna definitely die by that. I uh, mean, uh, we're gonna blame these nerds for being for hooking guns up to these robots, like those robots that they that, that look like the um, NFL one. Yeah, it's like that's like. Can we stop? They, they always have a bunch Boston of nerds. Boston Dynamics. Yeah. I used to drive by it all the time where I worked in Boston. In, in, yeah, uh, Boston Dynamics. Taunton. Taunton, Massachusetts. I would drive by it, and you're like, God, there's nothing good going on up in that road. Like you in just Boston? see the well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but you, you got to take a break. <laughs> we'll be right back. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. 
you'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, I'm Dr. Maya Shunker, and I'm a scientist who studies human behavior. Many of us have experienced a moment in our lives that changes everything. A moment that instantly divides our life into a before and an after. On my podcast, A Slight Change of Plans, I talk to people about navigating these very moments. The last couple of years has been the hardest season of our marriage, for sure. I'm surprised our marriage survived it. I think we both are. I think we both were barely holding on. Mm. Nothing compares to how hard this is. Their stories are full of candor, awe, and hard-won wisdom. And you'll hear from scientists who teach us how we can be more resilient in the face of change. True behavior change is really identity change. Every action you take is a vote for the type of person you wish to become. Listen to A Slight Change of Plans on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ding dong, Las Culturistas calling. iHeart Podcast Awards 2023 Podcast of the Year, Las Culturistas, with SNL's Bowen Yang and comedian Matt Rogers. There's stuff happening in 2024 that we really need to address. Pop culture and huge guests like the latest episode with... Dua Lipa! The more I think about it, the more scared and nervous I get. Listen to the newest episode of Las Culturistas with Dua Lipa and all episodes on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Las Culturistas to start listening. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? Why did the internet choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. Because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame starting May 7th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Time, you know what time it is. Sports. <laughs> Here's Andrew's weekly sports moment. Woo, 
sweet boy. I love Thursdays. Yeah, man. This is a one. And you put on your little sport glove for this one, and your um hat, your golf hat. My, I got it all, boy. Getting ready for my golf trip. I feel like if I wear it more, I'll beat my brothers. Okay, a fan caught a <laughs> ball in her friend's prosthetic leg. During a White Sox game. So they were waving this girl's leg at the outfielder. With a, a mid at the end? No, just the hole of the prosthetic leg. Oh, and it's <laughs> And landed they caught in the it ho- in the hole. No yeah. way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, That's it's thicker awesome. than you think. It's a thigh thickness. So oh, okay. So the, the top of it, like yeah. the hole of the top. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, it does look like a, one of those scoops, those like lacrosse kind of netted. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> I love this. I love I love a prosthetic leg being used as a prop and yes. just like owning it. Oh. Yeah, it's fun. I wish I if I lost my legs, I pray to God that I could have a sense of humor about it. I know. I saw this one <laughs> this TikTok where this guy gets on the leg machine at at like at oh, a and gym it, and he has no legs and he's like oh. Like he forgot today. That That's he had so no funny. Legs. <laughs> and it's just like, oh my fuck yeah, own that shit. There's just something oh. so hot about a guy with uh, one leg that's like in shape no offense to people that are like being I would think that most people but there's like a, a really fit guy that yeah. has, has la- la- you think it's lost in the war or like you blew it off cleaning his gun or whatever like or some you know, a robot dog bit it yeah Roomba attack <laughs> that one guy that one dog his dick hit it there's just it's so hot for summer I love a guy with a limp I got him and I, I'm not trying to like sexualize or mm-hmm. um what's it called what, fetishize that because i know that i once had a friend that was really into women with stumps and like prosthetics oh. like actively was horned up for it and so but why I, not that's great yeah but i don't what, when does a fetish why is a fetish bad i'll tell you i would not i would like to i would definitely um think about being with someone younger but if they had a milf fetish where they're like i like that you're older like that's the reason they wanted to be with me it would feel icky, and I think yeah, that a lot of times. Yeah, you have prosthetic eyelashes. That's true. If that was why, then because <laughs> I, if they liked my little stumpy lashes, <laughs> you um, could catch a baseball. With no, those. I, have, I have pretty. No, I don't have fake ones on right now. By the oh. way, don't don't you dare blame me for that. Um, I wear them on my theater shows. I wear fake ones, but I will say that I think I can't speak for the uh, Asian women, but I I do, yes. I do hear that Asian women are. It's it sucks for them because sometimes they're fetishized when they think it's just a, a, a guy wanting to go out with them but it's really about and it it just makes it not about you like when i got upset last night it was because that. i thought you were saying you only hang out with me because you're i'm your boss and i was like that makes me feel that is a facet of our relationship and that you do like about me probably but and that i give you opportunity and believe in you and all the things that come with being uh, your employer yeah. but also that's it? Like, that's what I would feel yes. if it was, uh, like, if someone had a mill fetish. My thing is, is that if you're a prosthetic, if you have a prosthetic leg, right, a mm-hmm. lot of people are instantly ruling you out because of that. Mm. So if there's a small percentage of people that are, like, really turned on by it, if I had a prosthetic, I'd be like, fuck yeah, thank you. I will you. say, if men were into bunions, I would, if you only like me for my bunions, so do I. I only like them. <laughs> That's I, what I'm I'd saying. Be into it. My point being is like a lot it's of people rule you out probably after they saw your feet. Yeah, they probably would. Yeah. I went to a foot fetish party for not safe and the guy was just like, ugh. Oh. You've never seen that clip? <laughs> he just goes, no, nah, that's not for me. 
and it was it was actually offensive. And then one guy was massaging my feet, and he said he was getting excited. Wait, what? Ha- can we go through what happens at a foot fetish party? Like you go in, and they go take off your shoes, and yeah, then you there's go guys- in, and there's women hired to either be like kind of models, foot models that walk around, and they'll walk on guys' feet. They'll like you know, a guy will lay on the ground, and a woman will just put her feet on the man, and they'll suck their feet, and they get tipped. And things. Oh, okay. There and then there. Um, it's mostly men paying to be there and women being paid, probably by. So the, you take your shoes off, and the guy goes. Eh. He was just like, <laughs> "Yikes!" Okay, and I go. Can we what get this th-? girl some prosthetics? And then I put I put my feet together. It was a really funny clip. I put my toes together and did this. Yeah. Like this, like I was concocting oh, an evil plan. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can probably still do it. it was like really making funny. a potion. Yeah, because I can. I'm pretty. Uh, ambit, I'm pretty uh, dexterous with yeah. my with my toes. Um, yeah, so, uh, but yeah, anyone that owns that shit, that's awesome. And I, I like know. that it was the girl's friends too. The girl was just like, guys, stop it. They were bullying her and we're like, that's fucking cool, man. <laughs> you have to give me back my leg. Yeah. Like yeah. my friend who used to pee her pants when she laughed, like that was like a true disability she had. Every time she laughed too hard, she would piss her pants a full bladder, not just a little squirt, full bladder. And we used to like, we used to just surround her when we thought it was happening and try to get her. Me and Kirsten would fight each other to be like, no, I was the one that made her pee. Almost like a firing range. <laughs> Being like, no, it was me. It was mine. And There's I'm like, something about a full bladder that just makes it so much sadder because it takes, that's oh. a 30 second, like, dude, she didn't have waiting. any, she didn't have any power to stop her um, pee stream. Cause one time I was peeing, uh, she was over in my house and I yeah. went in the bathroom and was peeing. We were talking and I couldn't hear her. So I stopped my stream to be like, what'd you say? And she goes, did you just, what did you just stopped and started again? And I go, yeah, everyone can do that. And she's like, I can't. Once it starts, it all goes out. And I was like, oh, huh. <laughs> um, okay. Has she ever controlled to- it or no? She no. Never. And when those commercials came out that were like, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go right now. Gotta go, gotta go. I was like, get on that stuff. Talk to your doctor about Laracel or whatever yeah, the fuck it was. It probably like makes your fucking ears fall off. But then you can stop your piss. Yeah. Vanthrax. I mean, she was born prematurely, so she also has this thing on her eye that her doctor said that one day... (laughs) I start laughing because it's so funny the way the doctor described it, but they said that, like, one day her eye will... She'll just... She'll go blind in in one of her eyes and that the curtain will close. It'll be like... a. (laughs) And we just always pictured, like, two little guys on the side of her (laughs) eyes being like, and it's time to, like, the end of the show, and then, like... People come out and bow and flowers. Yeah. Like we would, and one time we were swimming in the pool and she was like, "Guys, the curtain's closing! The curtain's closing!" Oh. And we were like, "Encore! Encore!" <laughs> but it hasn't closed yet, so she's she's okay for now. <laughs> There's got to be something you can do about that. Some kind of stitches to I put on your eyelid. A cool eye patch. She'll be fine. That's pretty cool. Yeah. No, she'll she'll deal. But it is sad. I mean, but blindness, I can't think of anything. Honestly, I, I really would rather lose my ability to walk than to be to go blind. It I know, must but be I've so never heard someone scary. go blind just because their eyelids don't work. No, it's not their eyelids, dude. It was like, it was just a, it's like macular degeneration. Oh, I but thought, it would happen like, boom. I thought when you were talking about curtains, like there were two little guys pulling the eyelids together, like no, two little curtains. that's insane. <laughs> that is insane that you thought that that might be a thing. That your eyelids were just permanently closed and yeah, they could never pry you, them apart. I picture two drill. little guys going, pulling. Like, they would just surgically remove your eyelid if it refused yes, to that's open what I'm up saying. like a like that's, a, that's what, a stingy <laughs> clam. I took it too literal. Oh my god, we used to call this one guy Quam Eyes <sighs> because he kind of talked like this. He talked with his mouth like this. 
just like because he wanted to and we used to call him clam eyes because he his eyes a lot of people do have clam eyes i'm jealous of them because their eyes meet the same up as down mm. do you know like they come together in the middle instead of mine go the top comes down but clam eye people because he had that like this we called him clam eyes and uh, his eyes were like under the sea and they were qu- little quams. <laughs> and then there are times Steve Buscemi has quam eyes. Oh yeah. You know sure. where it's like it both. So send in your quam eye submissions. Looks like a pug. For our next f- Fanthrax. Hey, can I go to the bathroom before we get to Fanthrax? Yeah. Yes. Or maybe um, Andrew can just herald us in. To yeah, it. I can herald. Uh, okay, you hold the show YIP. It's going to be very, very fast. Okay, yeah, I got it. All right, Noah, let's get a, let's let's start out Fanthrax. Oh man, Avi sounds happier than ever. <laughs> so what do we I, got first here? Uh, I'm excited. Okay, I don't know. I feel like we need to wait for Nikki to come back. No, nope. okay. start her up. I'll fill her in. So Noah, yeah, let's read this one. Noah's famous. She's Tucson famous, which is... You're like a, a no, no, no. R-rated celebrity. Nikki is or famous. Or like something low on the alphabet. Nikki is so famous that she got me recognized in Tucson at an yeah, REI story yesterday. My life. Story of my life. I got to put back on my Taylor Swift shirt. I put over my jumper because, you know, I'm going strong now. I think this is like day seven. Of Taylor? Of a Taylor Swift shirt. And some might be a repeats, but they're different shirts. I want to be Did you have to take you. off your whole... Romper? Yeah, I had to take off the shirt to get oh. onto the romper, but I'm back. Okay, Noah, yeah, you got spotted at REI by someone who recognized your voice. It was so cute. I mean, that's unbelievable. Uh, can I just read this part of the message, which uh, is already giving me a hot flash? <laughs> okay. He goes, I just realized I saw you and Avi at REI tonight. I was listening to the pod before I got there and overheard you talking. I was like, man, that voice sounds really familiar. Then I looked you up on Instagram, and sure enough, it was you. Oh my god! And you remember this guy? So yes, because I then of course I go and I look him up on Instagram, and we like I went. Wait, how did you know that this guy was on Instagram? Oh, from his profile. From the from the message that he sent to the pod. Oh, you looked him up from the message. Got it. Got it. I thought you were like saw him in REI, and there was a new kind of Shazam for people's faces. (laughs) No, no, no. And then like I do remember I was was this guy following us. I was looking up like the the leggings. And stuff, and I'm, I just like see this guy kind of like looking at me, but I didn't like. I was, <laughs> I don't you know, saw nothing just, of it. You were just I like, oh, think, you might think I'm cute, or you might have overheard our conversation, or yeah. And I just find that people here in Tucson are very um, sociable and like just friendly. You know, they just yeah. You met some talk. of your best friends in a parking lot. Six of them. I met six. Like, <laughs> well, eventually became six friends. Um, so yeah. So hi and thank you. I hope that I didn't say anything weird. I love that. And can I just beg our listeners if you see us out and about, maybe you're not the, maybe you don't even want to, but like say hi. We would love it. Would you have loved it or what do you feel? I I would have been like Okay, so you remember I was Shuck. um my sister-in-law and my brother took me on vacation when we were doing the radio show. It was maybe like 2 months in. And uh, it was like a Ritz Carlton. It was like a very nice hotel. Oh, we yeah, were, I remember that. We were at breakfast and my nephew just kept going, Auntie Noah, Auntie Noah. And someone at a table nearby overheard. I think her name was Steph. And she comes over and she goes, are you the Noah from the 
Nikki Glaser radio show. And I was just like, my whole world, it was like, you know, um, in the Wonder Years, when where they like zoom out of Kevin's head and there's that like narrator, that, that narrator yeah. voice. <laughs> yes. I was, I was just like, what is happening? And she was so sweet. She said she would listen every morning. And I, I couldn't believe it's that I got so- recognized at that point. That's how famous I you mean, are. I mean, people do love you and they love your voice as I'm talking over it. No, it's like, it, it makes me so happy when people give me letters to give to you, which by the way, I do have, um, actually, I have it over here. No, please don't. I'm not, I won't read it, I won't read it. Okay. But I do have, um, I do have more letters from our, our fans this past week. Uh, maybe these are from last week. Uh, anyway, let's get to our, let's get to one of the voice memos or, or you yes. were going to read one. Let's, um, let's play a voice memo from Kristen. Hey, no jerky, bestie Kristen here, longtime listening, and so I have a mispronunciation story, and I also want to shout you guys out for giving me some courage recently. So my mispronunciation story takes place like 10 years ago. I was in middle school, and my long-distance bestie and I were hanging out at her grandparents, doing what we always did, making updates to our Tumblr pages. <laughs> well, I was Googling something, and I needed to minimize a pop-out window, but instead of saying that, I said minimize. And I've pretty much pronounced it that way ever since. I hope that doesn't Minimize. make me cool. <laughs> Next thing is, Nikki, I have to shout you out. You brought me so much light during COVID, and I can never thank you enough for being my Taylor Swift. I remember how you've openly talked about attending comedy shows alone and how much you enjoyed it, and so you inspired me to get tickets to your show this Friday in Durham, North Kapalaki. <laughs> I spent more than I've Hell ever yeah. spent on shows or tickets so that I could get a seat in row A. I'm so excited for Andrew and Anya and the whole gang, so thank you for giving me the courage to attend the show alone. Look out for me because I'm going to be wearing these snakeskin boots I bought after seeing how hot you look in your pink ones. Also, Nikki, your voice sounds adorable, and you'll be welcomed with open arms in Durham no matter what canker sore procedure you just had. Also, P.S., I love how that one bestie who wrote in one time said how they wrote out their voice message before recording, and so I did the same thing. Love you guys. I can tell. Oh, I love her. Oh, my God. Uh, I don't want to minimize that, but that was fantastic. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know if if if, I, if our listeners get the same joy from hearing these as we do, but Jesus Christ. What was her name? Kristen. Kristen, um, make sure you... Um, you DM me, girl, and and let me know. Um, uh, you're I I'll, I want to meet you, so I'll I'll give you a little meet and greet, um, bump up, um, because thank you so much for. Did she say she bought four tickets? Uh, I didn't hear four tickets, but she said that it was. Um, you know, she had saved up and spent a good amount of money, oh and she's God. looking forward to it. I mean, I am like overwhelmed by people spending their hard-earned money on a ticket to see me i am going to that show is going to be super special now more so than ever because and it's tomorrow night and my brother my little brother and his wife's gonna be oh that's awesome no i'm gonna really give it my all now because (laughs) my brother yeah for my brother no not really (laughs) yeah for my well i'm taking it back down a couple notches Kristen. but what did she say she's gonna be wearing pink boots um she got uh, a snake skin boots Oh yes, yes, yes. Mine, though. Mine are. I hope they're not real, but I'm sh- assuming they're not. I'm assuming I, I, this they girl, are. It sounded like they might. Be nah, real. it's all right. <laughs> uh, I have. I. 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 I'll, I'll allow it. I, this girl can do no wrong in my book. I loved that note. I love that she wrote it out. I love that another bestie kind of encouraged her to do that because I bet there's a lot of people that are like, I'm gonna fuck it up 
and I'm going to say something stupid and then it's going to like beep and then it's going to be too late and then Noah's going to play it and we're going to get made fun of. We won't do that to you, by the way. And if you come to my show, let me just make sure you know I am never, if you need to go to the bathroom and get up in the middle of me telling a story and it's really quiet, I'm never going to be like, look at this guy taking a fucking dump. Or this girl's, wait up, where are you going, Missy? I'm never going to call you out. I understand panic disorders. I understand anxiety. I understand having to go to the bathroom. I want you to be as comfortable as possible and never feel trapped. You can run out screaming and I will never be like, fuck you, bitch. Like, I'm never going to do that. So feel free to come to my show and sit in the middle and don't be worried about, oh my God, I'm going to be trapped. She's going to like, it's going to be too weird for me to get up and then everyone's going to see and she's going to make fun of me. I will not do that to you. I promise. Unless you're wearing a really dumb shirt. Just kidding. But I really won't. Yeah, I will. Don't do it during Andrew's bit, but mine, I promise. Just hold it for Andrew's, but during mine, I will not make fun of you. Um, All right, let's get to uh, Do you want to read the next one? Yeah, that one. Which one? Or maybe it's not the one that I think, but. Do you want to read the like one of the letters that someone gave you? Oh, yes, sure. I'll read this. Sure. Okay, this says Nikki. Hold on. Let me open the card. I um someone gave me in New York a um Starbucks uh ornament that says New York on it, and she also got me a Starbucks gift card. Another person also got me a Nikki Glazer survival pack or like what are those things where it's like they they emergency they, kit. Emergency kit. Mm. Thank you. And it was um for your bunker. Yeah, and it was a Starbucks gift card, um, a the ordinary uh, hydrating serum that I talk about, and what was the other thing on it? Oh, maybe it was the one with the Taylor Swift dog leash, and it was something else that was really funny. God damn it, I'm sorry. If, oh, maybe candy or no, it was a protein bar. It was a vegan protein bar. So good. Thank you so much. I uh, forget the name of the person that gave that to me, but it was really, really nice. Shake it off. Oh my God, this is a Taylor Swift card. I know cards can be overwhelming for you, so I'll keep this short. You saved me from one of the darkest periods of my life simply with a podcast episode. Your your feature on Esther's Weird Adults podcast. Oh, awesome. So, um, guys, check out me on Weird Adults with Esther, um, little Esther. No matter what path you take in your career, your five fans, true fans. I was like, what? Five fans. Your true fans will always have your back. We love you for you. Your stand-up does not make up your entire identity. Thank you for... For getting me tickets to the sold out show, your bestie, Christine. Christine, thank you so much for that. And read this other one really quickly. Um, this girl gave me the, the, this was from Jen. She gave me the um, the cup. She said, I'm not always creative with gifts, but I know you like Starbucks. Maybe you'll spot down, maybe you'll spot John Mulaney again. Oh, oh, the old yes, John Mulaney the, yes. at uh, Starbucks. I, yesterday, actually. There's stuff ran on the back, too. Um, sometimes I draw what a whole grain looks like for my patients, but I secretly think it looks more like a vagina. Thought you may enjoy my dual <laughs> artwork. That does look like a vagina, a whole grain. What does this bitch what do? Kind of patients, yeah. Yeah, maybe she's a nutritionist or oh, a, gotcha. a gluten um, uh, anti-gluten so don't like whole advocate. grains, but if you love pussy. Yeah, the guy that looks like a stressed out uh like Starbucks barista John Mulaney. So John Mulaney uh, four months ago. Yeah, um, he. I saw him yesterday with Kirsten at the Starbucks, and I did the thing that I hate when people do, where I whispered to Kirsten, "I go look behind you, John Mulaney," and and then she looked up, and he was looking oh. at us right when I he after he saw me whisper to her, and I hope that he thought that I was like that guy looks like John Mulaney because John Mulaney's hot. It's not. A, it's not a bad it's not thing. not a bad thing. But I thought, you know, it was just, it seemed like we were making fun of him. Because then she laughed because it was so uncanny, but not because it, was, it felt so bad. Didn't you almost want to say something? Yes, I did. But I didn't. And I should have. 
Yeah. I, my canker sores were hurting so bad. I was just like, I'm just going to let him think that we were bullying him. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm You'd sorry, You'd have to throw Tom. the coffee in his face. I know. Um, all Do right. we have another voice one or no? You and that glove. What's up? <laughs> you jealous? We have so many voice messages. Um, this one comes from Maddie. Hey guys, how are you doing? Um, okay, first of all, I just want to say that I'm Matus, who made all of those posts in the uh, Nikki subreddit. Um, but none of them are negative, though, so I just want to say that. Uh, also, you just put my story you. on your story, and if I knew you were going to do that, I probably would have written something cur, so I'm glad that I didn't. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, anyway, I just want to say... Uh, but like during the whole pandemic, when you were, uh, when you were still doing the you were podcast, I was I was in the exact same situation as you, because I I was living this amazing life in a different city with lots of friends that I've always wanted, and I had to like move back in with my parents, even though I felt like way too old and. I didn't know what was going to happen next. I was like so, oh my God, I was so depressed. And listening to you up every day, oh my God, like you have no idea how, oh God, like what that did for me. It really, really helped me. So yeah, like that's all I really wanted to say. And yeah, all the swells and don't be cut. (laughs) What was his name? Maddie. Oh my God, Maddie, thank you so much. I get really teary-eyed when people talk about um, uh, last year and like listening to that podcast because that podcast was really hard for me to do because I was so depressed. And some days it was like running a marathon with uh, prosthetic legs, which I don't understand what that would be like. But it really was like- Easier. The last, yeah, a lot easier. Um, It was the last thing I wanted to do and it was so hard and I was so sad. And I feel like it got me through it, too, because I just I guess I was thinking about those people that were listening. I can't even believe people were listening. I was in such a bad place. I'm glad that it helped people. But, man, I was so alone then, too. It just it it makes me feel better in retrospect, even though maybe I wouldn't didn't know it at the time. I think that, like, I felt like the hands of all the people on my back when I was sitting in that chair in my dad's office and like. It was a hot summer day. I just remember being so depressed and being like, I don't want to do this fucking podcast. I have to just talk by myself. I don't have anything to talk about. And poor Noah would have to like edit it later on and like listen to me ramble about like I was my brain was so in a bad place. But there's something when I picture that time, I honestly start picturing like all these people listening and like how I wasn't alone. And like that podcast actually probably saved me. And honestly, Thank you to everyone who listened to that and who listens to me now still. And and because you put up with a lot here, too. But I, I really love you. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I promise I meant everything. But just kidding is really fun to just drop in. Hey, are you excited about uh, my brother being at the show tomorrow? No. So let's get. um, No, I know. (laughs) Of course, I know that I was supposed to say yes, and then just kidding. But it's funnier that the thing you expected me to do. I know. I I got it. Just kidding. Just kidding. (laughs) Wait, what'd you say? Just kidding. Wait, one time, more time, mom. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Really helps. It's the best. Final thought. Oh fuck me. Do we have one more? Yes. 
Wait, can you read the one that we you sent to us today? Uh, oh, yeah, from, from to Andrew. It. Andrew, you should read it. Yeah, will you read that one, Noah? Okay, just kidding. No, I don't <laughs> I love it. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Get that dog's dick out of your mouth and read it for us, Andrew. <sighs> okay. Um, here it is. I had gallbladder surgery yesterday, and when I woke up in my room, my nurse kept asking me random things about you. I was answering all her questions, but I was a little confused. Then when one of the, my doctors came in, he was telling me that during the whole surgery Darren. recovery, I was telling them that Nikki Glazer is my best friend. <laughs> Just kidding. No, LOL. Really having all the swells. Hope you guys are staying well. So this girl. That's from Amanda. S- What's her name? Coma State. Amanda. Uh, Amanda. Was Dude, that makes me so happy that you even, <laughs> like, the stuff we say when we're in, a, a, you know, a anesthesia state. Yeah. Anastasia. When, yeah, we're, from, when uh, we're anesthetized. American Idol. Yeah. <laughs> Fan- Fantasia. <laughs> when we're Anastasia. Uh, Komaninsky. No, when we, that is, that shit's so embarrassing. Even the stuff like Kirsten said that a couple times last night, she said I was saying full sentences. I was just like talking in my sleep and I know what I was dreaming about. I'm really scared of what I might have said. I can only imagine the shit that I would say to an anesthesiologist. Did she, can she tell you what you said? She said it was just like me being like, and I just think that. And it's just like, like I was talking that loud, but she said it was nothing specific, but I was like, whew, because. I had some incestual uh, dreams. Oh, incestual? Kind of incestuous. Do you know what that means? Oh, not incest. No, yes. Oh. Like, that's a common... I, I'm not embarrassed to admit that sometimes my dreams get a little incesty. Whoa. You've never had that happen where you're like, something happens with a family member, sexual? Yikes. Nikki just admitted. Mo- you know what? And With who? Yeah, with your family cousin? No, you don't know. And honestly, I don't mean any of this. I was... Just kidding. <laughs> So, <laughs> no, Wait, but you're uh, having incest dreams. I have incest dreams sometimes, and I'm not just kidding. <laughs> I'm serious, dude. Noah, have you ever had a dream where you're like, ew? I have okay, I'll, I'll give this one to you. I never had incest dreams, but I had a dream that I was like kissing someone and I was sharing a bed with my sister, and I woke up and I was kissing her head. <laughs> oh my god that's so you just actually had an incest moment yes. that's hilarious it's so humiliating but we can't help it okay listen i had a dream that i was blowing my brother while his dog watched and when i woke up just blowing his dog oh yeah. god yeah. that would have been so embarrassing it would have been so weird um Okay, look at this. This Wait, I just Googled were, incest dreams. Are you dreams. not going to say who you're banging? I, literally name a family member. I've dreamt of banging them. <laughs> Shut the what? front door. And I come from a Catholic family. We've got many, many, uh, I have a lot of relatives. These are five common sex dreams aren't actually about sex. Number one, sex with your boss. Number two, cheating. This is an article from archive.attn.com. Three, sex with your best friend. I haven't had a sex dream about you. Four, incest. Incest may be the most unsettling sexual act to dream about. If you've woken up horrified from a dream about sex with a parent or other family member, it doesn't mean that you are sexually attracted to them on a subconscious level. These dreams tend to reflect tension or distance in familial relationships. Sex with a parent may have to do with transitioning into adulthood or becoming a parent yourself. Sex with any family member can be about acceptance, deep forgiveness, a longing to be closer, or just what you really want. I'm just kidding. Or healing a yeah, rift. Just kidding. So, just kidding. But um, <laughs> I am really flattered that someone thought they were friends with You are friends with me. 
I, I, honestly, y'all. Yeah, you don't have to lose a gallbladder to admit it either. What is a gallbladder? And like, what? why? Why? I guess we don't need it. I think it's one of those, which is Are weird. You sure? Yeah. Like a pancreas. The gall. Not the pancreas, the appendicitis. Uh, the gall of God giving you an th- organ you don't need. Well, you have the bladder and then the gallbladder, I guess. The gallbladder, I think, is the one that gives you bile, which you definitely need. You definitely need that. Oh, so to sorry know that you, you lost your gallbladder. You need to stop throwing up if you're a bulimic out there. I mean, that's... Hopefully she's okay. Don't be. I guess she's okay. I guess I, I think you. I guess you just. Did. Um. Yeah. Let us know what if your gallbladder is okay, and if you had it removed, or what was going on, and and how we can all prevent that from happening to us. Maybe uh, we could put a prosthetic. We gotta in go. There. Um. That is. So, but I'm so flattered by that. I. I. What a, a treat that someone f- thought about me when in there. Like, have you ever been under anesthesia? Yeah, with my asshole colon. Oh, that's right. Colonoscopy. Okay. It's weird. Did I, you say anything weird? I did have vision. <laughs> I had visions of like they knew, like I was awake while they were flipping me around, uh-huh. and I had like visions of them like pointing at my and laughing at my penis. Okay, well that. But it was my uncle, so it's completely. <laughs> it's just about familiar. Is there a thing called incest where it's like incest, but with like ghosts of your oh. ancestors? Whoa! Why you think like that you happened? blow your old like. Uncle, great uncle, who you never met before, Tony. Yeah, I don't know, but he was—he might have been in that surgery room. But I just kind of have a weird memory of them like flipping me around and like. I mean, I, I want to hear if you're a bestie and you've witnessed people on anesthesia. What's the weirdest thing you've heard someone say? Yeah, and did you tell them afterwards what they said? Let us know. Uh, we'll hear from you next week with Fanthrax on Thursday. We have so many. They're just piling up. we got to get through them faster next week. Maybe we do a whole episode of them pretty I, I think coming so. up. Yeah. Um, thank you for dealing with my canker sore drama this week. We are healing up. I can't wait to see you in Durham tomorrow night and then in Charleston on Saturday night. Thank you so much for going to shows. And then Indianapolis next weekend, Milwaukee next weekend. And, um, yeah, can't wait. And I love you guys. And Jacksonville. Florida. Or Oregon. Or Missouri. Oh. (laughs) It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, 
the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.